This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Hello, friend. We are here to talk about the Mr. Robot episode 5, season 3. And this will be one continuous shot. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. It is intense here at the After Buzz TV studios. Um, yeah. There's been one single shot, an anxiety simulator. Oh, I like what you're doing there. A riot. A protest that becomes a riot that gets into a building. Things were going down here on, <coughs> on Mr. Robot. I'm your host, Steve Kaufman. You can find me on Twitter at Steve Kaufman. That is K-A-U-F M-A-N-M. We are full strength as a panel starting with my immediate left. Is this really happening? Hey guys, you can find me on all social media at Rick Hong, R-I-C-K-H-O-N-G. This is really happening. I'm Leslie and I am so you don't know how jacked up I am about this episode. Hi guys, you guys can catch me online, um, Twitter and Instagram at LeslieTheFace. And as they say, every beginning is difficult. To begin is easy. Perseverance oh. is an art. If you cut that line, I'm JC, JC Rubio. Hello, guys. Welcome back. You could tweet that whole thing now. Oh, I know. We got 280 characters. I'm actually not a fan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the 280? I'm actually not a fan. That's completely different. No, but that was great. That was the um, opening line yes. in Swedish on the elevator with Elliot. The Swedish, German, one of those. I like, heard German, but yeah. I don't know. Maybe it just I assumed Swedish. That's because definitely the translation. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. This um, episode. Where I usually like to start where we end, but they started where we ended mm-hmm. with Elliot and Angela. So we'll just start with Elliot and Angela in the elevator heading on up. This was perceived to be one single shot as an episode. Yes. And so last week they teased that this was going to be this great big television experience, no commercials. And so we kind of talked about the fact that people were thinking it was going to be a one long continuous shot episode. And it was amazing. Oh, it was so, so Wait, were there, were there no commercials? There no, no commercials. Commercial. No commercial. Oh, all. wow. See, were I mean, in I know, no, no, no. I watched, I watched the app. And on the okay. app, they oh. actually broke commercials in I've there. I've been hearing this. So oh, it's really frustrating. That's te- no, it, it was it was completely commercial free, and then it was so like engrossing, intense the whole time that like once it's over, I was like, oh my gosh, that's it, because it ended at like ten forty five, like earlier, yeah, yeah. because of the, it no, was the and same, I wasn't used to that. Because it was like a forty five minute episode. Like when when they said right. no commercial, I thought it would be a fifty five minute episode. I kind of thought maybe the same too. Um, but it's it was actually a regular length for an hour long TV series. But they ran it without they ran it with zero commercial. So you're completely immersed, at least on the East Coast, because I did hear reports that people watching it on the West Coast, where we are on a regular TV, also got the same ad breaks that the USA Network uh-huh. had. The USA uh, Network. I mean, but then I wonder it. I wonder how they got around that for the advertisers. Well, they had an advertiser specifically yeah. for the episode. Okay. And then they had uh, uh, you know extra I, I think episodes at the. Uh, Commercials at the end. Sure. Mm-hmm. Right, right. I actually watched it at a library. Really? A public library? <laughs> yes. What? I was in a library <laughs> watching my girlfriend's freak because I'm like, ah, oh, my arms are swaying. I am so, <laughs> she's trying to calm me down because the anxiety in this episode. Mm-hmm. But the interesting part about this whole episode was 
it seemed like a lot was going on, but in story progression, externally there wasn't a lot. Internally there was. Yeah. Where we see absolutely. all the reveals, Elliot feels like he's being played, and you know, he who does he trust from this point forth? But the story progression itself, it's basically just one facet from stage two. Yeah. That's all it was. It was like an a, an hour of real life, kinda like um And it played out in real time too, yeah. which is Except with like so much more intensity. It's just crazy because this show as a whole is always like like so dense and gripping and then they just keep dialing up the notch. Yeah, I mean it was it was nice to have just like a kind of an action packed as a as an episode five, just to have it just be fast. Mm-hmm. As opposed to like these like little weird mind mind screws with us. Mm-hmm. It's just nice just to have like the just the fluid yep. here we're just gonna give you a fast episode, boom, here you go. Boom, here you go. One, it wasn't actually one take, one shot. Right. I actually read that from when they switched from Elliot to Angela, they they're actually they actually changed camera style, that it was Steadicam style with Elliot, and it was handheld style with Angela. Oh, interesting. And then it was very much, it was a lot more shaky with Angela and a lot more fluid with Elliot, which is very interesting, but we, it's pretty much Elliot and Angela and everyone else around them. This is the Emmy episode, mm-hmm. if there ever was one. And let's just jump in. Elliot Angela on the elevator. Mm-hmm. Uh, Takes a second before it's revealed that she's next to him. Of course. Which is, you know, kind of interesting. And then, you know, they every time we kept going back to the elevator, those shots of the news happening. So, like, there's all the craziness happening at the, um, in the, in the E-Corp building. At the same time, there's this, like, major UN vote, China and the Congo. And we're still keeping, like, they're still keeping us updated on that through that and we device. got the little... The little <laughs> Yep. Yeah, like the electricity, like glitches. Yep. So what is that? Okay, that's the one part I didn't understand. Is I, it explaining the runtime error? You know what? What is that? What does that 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 electric break mean? I think I like for it. us, they're they're using that to symbolize what he's considering a runtime error within but himself. I, but like, yeah, within himself, himself also being Mr. Robot. That I think the runtime error is the fact that he was either one or the other. He was either Mr. Robot or Elliot at any given point, and at one point he switched almost subconsciously or against the program, if you will, so that corruption or that runtime error has happened all weekend. It's funny you brought that up. There was one of the first lines in the episode was, uh, corrupted memory can lead to runtime error. Yeah. And I just found that really just kind of a nice little tie-in as well. Also, it it ties into, so I saw a Reddit thread today that kind of put me in my place about all this Mandela effect stuff, that... There, you can take the Mandela effect very literal to mean there are multiple universes. Mm-hmm. You can also take it to mean that human brains and memory specifically in human brains are very corruptible. Yeah. So that there's something to be said that it's not quite literally transdimensional so much as they're trying to implant false memories among huge swaths of people. And part of that is to corrupt and place a false memory and then destroy all proof which is kind of what's happening. Okay. Like, that's what sta- stage two is to destroy all proof. And speaking to the Mandela effect, I saw this um, online as well. So, you know, in the beginning of the episode, it's the whole, like, him trying to figure out what's happening. They're trying, they're going to fire him. Um, but someone pointed out that his his ID number yep. is mm-hmm. the date of, 9, like... 92391, which is the date people, people think Nelson Mandela died in jail. Mm-hmm. Which is not true. He died in, like, 02 or 03 out of jail. This isn't the password that he types. Or like no, his, no, no, his badge his, employee his number. His empl- when he calls yeah. the... When he calls right, the yeah. that's what we're talking about, right? ID number. Yeah, yeah I, tried, I tried to take the, the keypad <laughs> and look at it, and it's like, like so... 
and just this, like the, the first one was zero, so you, that, that didn't count. Mm-hmm. And then I tried to see if I could figure out in like in some sort of version of like maybe it spelled something, mm-hmm. but it takes a long time to try to do. So <laughs> I was like, I was like, screw it, I can't do it. Um, yeah. I did. I did go to ecorp.com slash password slash reset. That's an actual website mm-hmm. that asks you for your login. It asks you for your email, and then it just keeps telling you it's not there. So kudos, kudos to the immersion. <laughs> that was really cool. Wow. Yeah. So it's, then we're following Elliot, and he's just completely, like, he says he's on idle, autopilot. He doesn't remember the last couple days. He doesn't really remember that he doesn't remember. He's just going, but something feels off. Um, okay, so my first favorite part of this episode was him telling his coworker exactly what was on his mind. And it was unintentional. <laughs> like, that was such a great, hilarious little levity oh, in such a tense episode. It's like, F you, man. <laughs> Samar, and speaking, and speaking of immersion, outside, like, augmented reality and immersion from this show, there, there is an E-Corp subreddit where the posts coincide with the dates that are happening in this show. The mm-hmm. dates, of course, are three summers ago. Mm-hmm. And Samara's is fairly active on there talking about all the hotties and this floor and that floor that's and these, funny. like, being super crude. Yeah, that's great. And it's just really funny, really. And, like, that subreddit's kind of deep. Like, <laughs> there's a lot to that subreddit. It was know, just such a funny moment. Sorry. No, on. I was going to say what was neat about was uh, Samar's, com- you know, his moment to shine when mm-hmm. Elliot asked for him to just be his, the diversion. Yeah. That's that's when I because I was like, why is he here? Why is this character here? What is the point of Samar? And it was I think right right then and there. That's the whole reason why we had him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any other I, reason? I, yeah, I love the whole like, like oh he's taking a dump and he's, he's like no he told me he's he's crowning he was crowning before. <laughs> oh he my got gosh, here. that was so gross. But then like, like the lady like, wow, she was like we've awesome. talked about these microaggressions. So like obviously he has a documented history of being just like a of being super crude. person. But it's funny because you still like him. Like I didn't end up disliking him at the end of it. He's like man you know f you I can't believe you're telling me this. But then he's like oh you know what I need to hear this. Like it was mm-hmm. and then Elliot's like crap now I have to hear more for a second he thought he was going to get a break for it. it was just like how did they make this gross guy like not because they just likable likable exactly made him a person instead of just like this really you still dislike like a person this, yeah like this really broy frat guy type is really easy or to wannabe broy yes, frat guy exactly. type whereas a wannabe broy frat guy type who in probably a sixth line in the show is like Actually, man, I've only had sex like one and a half times. I mean, dude, you guys should like listen to like Steve like outside end. of the booth sometimes. I'm just like, really, dude? I gotta hear this. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Oh god, I'm kidding. People aren't, gonna, I'm kidding. people aren't gonna know you're kidding, Rick. Uh, I'm totally <laughs> kidding. I'm totally kidding. I, I enjoy this character too, and I think we'll, we'll probably see a bit more of him because he seems Elliot seems to have made an ally out of Samar, and mm-hmm. things seem to have gone down in E Corp that if he needs to do anything. That's how he'll do it. HR's coming. HR's coming for Elliot because of what happened last week with Angela and Price. Yeah. Elliot sees it because Elliot's awesome. Elliot tries to run away. He, he gets takes that shot where he looks up at the camera. Yes, it was good. I was like, oh, it's on. Are you gonna go with that? It's not in front of us, but is it above? It's not above us, but in front of us. Is that what you're saying? Right there with the title. You're yeah. talking about the title card, right? Yep. That's the shot. That's what, yeah, that's, yeah. That's the shot. Yeah. Um. I wanted to say, so in that moment, he says, when I was going right back and watching it, he was like, okay, guys, stay focused. Don't leave me. In that moment when he looks up at us, right? Yeah. Um, and then it sucks because we do end up leaving him. Eventually, before yes. The, like, we don't even. That's don't probably even, where it cut to commercial for me. Well, that happened <laughs> for an, uh, a great reason, which we'll talk about later. Yeah, but I was like, dang it. You know, he just needed us with him and 
couldn't make it through the whole episode. Not through our own control, but, you know, that's still how it is. We are a character in this show. We we still don't understand the context. So they're running around to come and get him. He goes upstairs, one floor. They find him again. He crashes a... Or before he crashes the boardroom, he needs to get on another terminal. Right. And he decides... <laughs> he decides it's a Monday morning. It's a Monday morning and I need, and everyone's here. That's unfortunate. I need to find someone who will believe that I'm... Oh, that man. I'm, they, they'll believe that I'm just this techie nerd and that they don't know what's what and I have to take over their computer. He picks uh, old lady baby boomer. Dude. And, get, and feeds her, like, basic... Feeds her, like, pretty basic, like, we need to make sure there's no... Um, screen mirroring software or um, remote desktop software on your computer it'll just take a minute to which she fires back oh no that's that's not me and here's six reasons why well it's funny I actually know what I'm talking about it's funny because you see her and she's sniffing the she's, yeah, yeah, she's the whiteout so of course like I mean I would have done the same thing I'm like not, just, not so much that she's a baby boomer on some end but just the fact that oh yeah she's out of it she's high or she's trying to get high so like I can pull one on her and then you're right she, <laughs> I thought it was more so that, this, that she was going to be this season's bill from season one ooh that's what I thought, and I th- wow. so I thought I was, pre- you know, I, was, I thought I was predicting that, that. Oh, this is gonna be the season's bill, but then there was that turn, which mm-hmm. is that no, I got you, bitch. No, it's it's <laughs> over here, and and it was great. I could have done without the whiteout, you know that, you know, no here nor there, but she's quirky. You know, being white out is quirky. I mean, maybe she wanted to see if it had dried <laughs> or something. Awesome. Um, but you no, know, yeah, I love that she completely turned the tables on him. He's like, "Oh, perfect target." Firewall, I got a firewall thing put up, and I've got <laughs> this, and the router's going to go this way. She's like, "It's definitely not me," but Jerry. I know who it is. She puts him right to the, board, the Bernie bro, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Then he just gets in his face, and he's just like, "I don't have time for you. You're getting up." Well, it's funny because I have been in that type of corporate environment, sitting in a cubicle and seeing my computer crash or something. I'm on the phone with the IT guy trying to get stuff going. He's like, I have work to do. <laughs> fix this. You know, it's kind of opposite here where he's just like, I'm trying to fix this. And he's like, I have work to do. <laughs> oh, you yeah. know, and another thing that's seen, I don't know if I'm, it's a stretch here, when he goes to the, the second guy, the one he, he actually... Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It reminded me actually of... Uh, I'm always a throwback guy. So, uh, season one with um, Ollie. Yeah. And it was the oh. other way. It was flipped. Because yeah. Ollie was told, told Elliot, make this happen. And this time it was Elliot telling the guy, make this happen. I don't have time. I think I wrote down the line, too. That's good. Let's yeah. see. No, 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 no. Hell, yeah, go ahead. Oh, no. I was stalling with nonsense words in hopes. I love you, man. Maybe Hello Friend can tell us because Hello Friend is here and she is like the oracle of Mr. Robot. What up, Hello Friend? Hello Friend. It's, it's isn't it Hathrilio Fry Friend? Yeah, this, this, uh, let's see, this time the tables are turned. This is not up for debate. Yeah. Because he pulled rank just like Ollie did, but this time it was Elliot pulling rank. Oh, I like that part too. Yeah. There's a certain power. Power shift in three seasons. Yeah, similar to similar to what Angela's up to. Okay, I'm gonna go off the deep end here, but you start so soon. So soon, I know. Come on, I <laughs> okay, gotta. Ju- we're all going. Yeah, we're only ten yeah. minutes in, man. <laughs> you keep seeing these loops. You see all these like closed end mm. loops. Like if this is someone, uh, uh, a writer once wrote about it. I forgot who it was. I want to say maybe it was Roth Cornette. If you guys know who she is, she's awesome. Um, but she said that what if all of this is a program, and Elliot himself is a program. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys, you big robot heads, know about what I'm talking about. But just everything's like a loop. Yeah. Everything is a loop. So it makes you start wondering, is this real? Is this a program? Are we inside a computer? I know I'm going to get... Something's up. I'm going to get it's like, that, it's like that infinity sign. Just yeah. where it just, it just kind of just... No, but just like how with yeah. Ollie and Elliot, it's yeah. flipped. And just so many things have flipped. 
and there's a yin and yang to everything. So I agree. Just throwing that out there. Okay. That's a good theory. I see it. There's some there's something to be said about the idea that we're on a simulation and then the then that that dates all the way back to like Plato's cave of what what do you what is perception, what is reality? It's the matrix. It's a lot of that stuff. Yes. It's Fight Club. Whoa. Um, Elliot. Elliot crashes a boardroom. That was fun. That was another one of my favorite. <laughs> this episode, it's funny, it had all these little mini scenes within this big, long sequence, but I love that because I was like, oh, yeah, he's so going to play it off. Like, he has this confidence, and sometimes people just, like, are like, oh, okay, he must be here, but, like, they weren't having it, but he kept it going for a while. Like, I got my email, or, yeah, I'm supposed to be here. Like, he just mm. owned it in that moment. I was really surprised that, like, it didn't work. Um... That looked like a small enough conference room. They knew who should or shouldn't be there. I feel like I've been in enough meetings where sometimes people pop by and you just don't ask questions. You're just like you just figure. Fair enough. You know. was also the guy running. But, the well, it, at the same time, too, if it's like a weekly meeting and you know who's supposed to be in the meeting and like the way people are dressed, I mean, he clearly well, with comes a company in. Like E-Corp, it wouldn't be surprised that they send someone to like observe you or like you know what I mean to yeah. send a message. But um, usually, like they give the heads up to the person running the meeting. Well, I was going to say, I feel like it was deliberate because, and then I'll, I'll mention this later too, there were two other instances where people were very, like, just adamant about, you don't belong here, and I'm going to really, like, make sure that this isn't, you're not going to stay here, even amidst all the chaos, like, so I feel like it was something, like, deliberate that all of these people in E-Corp are, like, very specifically saying, no, you can't be here, you got to go. Okay. I'll bring it back up again later. No, no, I dig that. Um... Trying to think. Also, we live in Hollywood, the land of like million person meetings, where you could totally yep. get through it. Like, <laughs> True. like I, I've been to many. Uh, I've been to many a read through on a studio lot because I was already on that studio lot, and I was like, sure, I like The Simpsons. There will be a thousand people in that room. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna hang out and watch them read an episode of The Simpsons. Right. Like, like where I the act like you belong of it all, but like a six person room. He's not trying to fool anyone. He's just trying to buy time. He's just trying to stall until the HR people and security literally walk away from literally the door. behind him. Um, the little speech he gives him at the end, the whole like, you know, I've been in your situation where I feel like I'm against a deadline and there's all these unknown variables. He's kind of talking about his own situation. I feel like he's kind of giving himself a pep talk in that moment, like saying, but you just got to do it. Get yeah. it done. And then he goes. I mean, I mean, I'm a little disappointed because I, th- I thought you were going to bring chocolate donuts here, dude. Oh. You could have even taken a bite of a chocolate donut, man, and like I'd have been happy and given it to me. But there's no chocolate donuts here today, or is there? <laughs> right? Which is reality? this really happening? <laughs> Which reality are we in? There is no spoon. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, I just I just love it. Kind of just like slams a chocolate donut or just refers to it. I was like, yeah, sure. I was like, there's like food in a conference room. So he makes it to the bottom floor. By the way, he's missing an entire weekend's worth of stuff. Am I missing something before he makes it to the bottom floor? Well, he, he goes runs. into he goes into the elevator and conjures up willingly, self realizing Mr. Robot. Yeah. Yes, sorry. So mm-hmm. it wasn't actually Mr. Robot appearing. This is just Elliot. What would Mr. Robot do? Yeah. Well, this is similar conjuring to. This is similar conjuring to most of season one. And where some Mr. of Ro- season two. Yeah, like where Mr. Robot would exist side by side to Elliot, and they would converse with each other, Bounce and only ideas. we would see. But it wasn't Mr. Robot. If you, if you follow what I mean, he realized, he, he even said it himself, I gotta bring, what, in a sense, what would Mr. Robot do? Yeah. That's what he was doing, instead of actually, because with Elliot, it's a, it's a split. It's a genuine split. He believes both sides exist, it, at least to this point. Yeah. 
But that's, even then he acknowledges himself that him conjuring him up, he hasn't done that. He's like, we haven't actually done this in months. Right. Like, then, well, but it wasn't the moment. actual Mr. Robot. In a weird kind of but way. But him still discussing it, it feels I, like... I'm not going to I'm not gonna get in the weeds there. If, if, <laughs> Ellie, <laughs> if Elliot conjures him, he might as well be the actual Mr. Robot. Because, because Mr. Robot, Robot is, is Elliot. Mr. Robot is Elliot's psyche. So that mm-hmm. if Elliot can conjure Christian Slater, it's Mr. Robot. I I don't want to get too confused because then you're a matter of like, well, which was Mr. Robot and which was a construct of Mr. Robot and which was I'm or, completely I'm just going by this, and I'm going by the dialogue that he, yeah. that, that Elliot said in in that scene. That's that's what I was mentioning by which I thought it was interesting. And Mr. Or, Mr. Oh. Robot specifically says we've been we haven't seen each other in a couple months. We've been battling each other in our own voids. Which I thought was, like, a very interesting thing you're saying because, again, going back to the theories of they're in different planes or in different, like, he said, we've literally been battling each other just in our own dimension. Yeah. Not dimensions. He said, they use the word voids. But yeah. I felt like that was almost like a clue or some sort of, like, indication. I don't know. Or, I mean, is, yeah. it a, is it a turning point, maybe, where he can bring Mr. Robot and maybe he's taking control just a little bit of that personality? I mean... I'll refer to Steve on that one. And no, and it, where I back you up, right now, I, for me, it's too early to tell. We don't have enough ground rules. We don't know yet right now. It'd be getting into the weeds right now. Deep speculation. So that's what part. I'm saying. We should, like, yeah, we should, like, kind of just note this elevator scene. Just honor, honor <laughs> for a few years. Where, you know, a couple more episodes, where, few years. Where in the Banner Hulk theorem are we yeah. with Elliot Robot? I don't feel like Hulk like fire. <laughs> it's too, they blurred it so many times. I'm There's aware. no hard rules. So. Well, I feel like it shifts sometimes. But at certain points, like in the first Avengers movie, Banner and the Hulk were just kind of one. He had a, like a decent control over him. And by, by the end of Age of Ultron, and I'm not telling you anything more, by the end of Age of Ultron, he doesn't seem to have control over the Hulk versus him. I'm I'm using that as a, a backdrop to like if yep. Elliot and Mr. Goes with Ragnarok shout out. Yeah, yeah, go, movie. yeah, go watch Ragnarok. Movie. I stopped at Age of Ultron because <laughs> we all know we all know Hulk is in Ragnarok, and that's all I'm going to say. Yeah, go watch Ragnarok, and you'll understand. <laughs> but I, I, but that is very comparable to the idea of like where are we with this character? And at, at a certain point, if he becomes a fully fledged, if Elliot and Mr. Robot become fully fledged, um, self realized people moving forward. He should be able to switch between both of them because they're both him. We're not there yet. Similar to similar to similar to Hulk and Banner, that if you find a fully realized, just fully functional Hulk, he can just turn back and forth. He can just be Banner and be a brilliant scientist, and then be Hulk and just destroy things. But I'm a little off. <laughs> I'm officially in the weeds. Let's get downstairs. Elliot, Darlene. Outside, there's a protest. They're screaming, this is what democracy looks like. They're being riled up by what we now understand to be an Alex Jones type who works for White Rose. And White Rose is already trying to plant that F society has its roots in Iran, which is not true. And at some point very soon after this, we find out the UN vote passes and the Democratic Republic of Congo is annexed from China. I meant to Google By China. The, by China. Yeah. I meant to Google this. Does China own Congo as of this moment? Then yes. So they annexed it <laughs> to make it its own thing. I have a prediction. But yeah, this scene with Elliot and Darlene, and there was like, as soon as she tells them, you know, I'm working with the FBI, there's just like this screeching that like goes through, I'm guessing his head, but like everyone else, all the ambiance kind of fades out. And he's just like, it feels like when um, you hear like a loud explosion and you're yeah, just you sort that. of regaining your yeah. senses. Mm-hmm. 
It's funny you mentioned explosion because he was talking about so that um, the E Corp lady would understand. Yes. He said, uh, there's a bomb. Yep. And right there, yes. you have to by law. But the real explosion, like you said, was Darlene. Yeah. The bomb she dropped on him because, with the revelation. Yeah, because now who does he trust? Because within that, in, in that dialogue between the two of them, he, she does help him out by letting him know that Angela and Tyrell, and that piece is in what happened last week, mm-hmm. where, where Elliot had like just a few seconds with, with Tyrell, Angela, what does this all mean? <laughs> yes. So, but who does Elliot trust now? Exactly. I, like no the one. two people closest to him in that second, he realizes they both betrayed him. Yeah, at two Brute. Yeah, and Darlene has a lost weekend. Angela has a lo- lost weekend. Elliot has a lost weekend. We Ooh. have implications. We've implicate like what's gone what's gone down in this episode leads us a lot of implications of what went what happened during the weekend, but we actually don't know anything. Oh, I can't wait to get this part. I got some. I got some theories. So, um, what would be considered the midway turning point is that because I as as a cameraman I have to think. You're, you start on the 23rd floor, you go up to the 24th, you come all the way down to the lobby. There's a riot in the lobby, or there's a riot outside the lobby. Somebody somebody gets a bottle, br- breaks it over a security guard's head. They, rant, like, they run and they into charge, the, yep. They charge into the E-Corp building, and then they come back up to, let's say, the 23rd floor. It's a, probably the 26th floor, wherever Angela is. And those people were essentially a distraction, but they leave a package for Angela, complete with notes. Angela gets a call from Irving. Irving tells her she needs to go to, don't quote me on what floor, probably the 23rd. 20, 23rd. Yeah, 23rd floor, because that was also where they had a safe room. She needed to go to the 23rd floor and do this hacky, hacky stuff that I saw the screenshots are actually super legit hacky stuff. In a very private, like, I mean, yeah. badged it, room. In a very private, badged room, server room. Irving tells her she needs to bring Elliot there and gives Elliot a badge because Irving doesn't know that Angela talked to Price to get Elliot fired. Mm-hmm. You guys saw the episode. I'm not going <laughs> to... There's a yeah. lot of things that I that I have questions about with that, with that whole script and whatnot. A, first, wouldn't Elliot know what to do with those instructions? Because it was very specific. And there's a screenshot, if you find it yeah, on Reddit, yeah. of It's incredibly specific stuff. Right. It's something, A, Elliot would know how to do. B... Now we find out that Angela ends up exe- you know, yeah, going yeah. through with the plan. This is coming from the same girl that had difficulty with the femtocell last season. What happened? How did she get so good at hacking? Wait, but, come well, but do we know that she did everything? Because remember he asked her, he's like, did you follow everything to a T? And she says, yes. But when she said that, I, I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, did she just say it just to say... I think even it, well, because here's my theory, and I'm not alone in this theory, which is we know on Friday, we know on Friday she was with Mr. Robot. We know on Monday morning she was with Elliot. That means she, uh, let's assume, let's assume she was with Mr. Robot all weekend. Yep. That gives Mr. Robot an entire weekend to teach her how to do it. That's that's my theory. Yep, I second. That's that. That's that's the prevailing. That's a good one. That's a good one. I like that. That's the prevailing theory is that Mr. Robot taught her how to do this over all. Over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Now, he's great. She's functional. So, but then why would Irving not know that? Because Irving doesn't know. But uh, he's there with them sometimes. Like He wasn't there with them for this. We don't know if he was there that weekend. We have to assume he was or he wouldn't be questioning the so, plan. Also, the We've lost a weekend. So. Also, there's, also, there's a whole... There's a point to the fact that it was a detailed checklist. 
not because if Elliot would know how to do all the things on that checklist, whereas right. Angela wouldn't. I think the detailed checklist was specifically dummy for proof for Angela to do it. I can buy uh, that. Dummy, dummy down, right? Mm-hmm. Not dummy down so much as Elliot. You would have to tell him stop the HSM protocol, or whatever was happening. That's Sorry, true. I cognitively offload some of the tech stuff for this show because there's so much character and story stuff for the show. That, like, I know I can Google the tech stuff in a minute, mm-hmm. but, like, the HSM protocol or the HSM bomb stuff, that's what she had to do, and she, I want to assume she did flawlessly. I feel like she's so into, like, seeing this through that she wouldn't have allowed herself to, like, not, like, to make a mistake and not get everything done. Like, she's... Well, there's well, a there's lot a that was... But there's also a lot going on, though. As well, but like so, during that time, like yes. if you're not if you're not educated, you know you you want to and you want like a long list, and you're trying to get through the list. Meanwhile, you got people jumping in that are like, "Who are you?" Or you got people breaking glass and mm. getting maced. I mean, well, you don't know like kill. How did she stay cool? You're you're so right there because remember she was freaking out last season with the femto cell, and there were the stakes were high, but they didn't there wasn't. Things going on in the background like this. Yeah, it was a regular desk. She was just cool as a cucumber. After her interaction with White Rose, she's almost not the same person because she's so like singularly Mm -hmm. focused on this cause. By the way, during all of that, she got a call from Elliot, and she declined it. So I mean, she could have gotten to him to do what she was about to do. She purposely chose. Like she didn't even try to go look for him to do this and execute this on her own. What, no, I agree with everything that you're saying, but what I'm saying is, mm-hmm. how is she so confident and cool to do it? And that's a big difference. You know, it's only been a few months in story-wise that she's gone from the femto cell girl in July that mm-hmm. was, like, you know, shaken, and now she is just a master at hacking. How is that possible? You, you There's a lot of protocol. Adrenaline, though. Fight or flight. Like, that too. I also... The call, um, like- also also, it's, it came up in the chat specifically. What do we think that? Um, what do we think Irving meant when he said "stick to the cause"? This is all for yes. the cause. What do we think the cause means? I think for her, whether White Rose is corrupting her memory or White Rose actually has ability to bring people back from the dead, White Rose led her to believe that she can get her parents back or go to a dimension where the parents exist, mm-hmm. or that White Rose has that ability. There's been talk that. In that season two episode where she interviewed, she was interviewed by a little girl. Mm-hmm. That that little girl was actually her, right? Well, I, I may or may like, not have mentioned that when we actually covered that you episode know, here. Right. Now, she now I'm in the so twilight zone. And calm, but I feel like by the time she's completed everything and she's back in the elevator and like her m- mascara is a mess, I feel like she. You could see that now she's like, oh crap, it's all starting to hit her. And then even Irving, that's why he says like, remember the cause, and yeah. he's almost calming her down now because she got through it, maybe through adrenaline or whatnot, and now she's just like. You know, uh, making sure, like, oh, is this okay? Is that okay? We're not going to blow up the people mm-hmm. um, in the building. Like, is that getting evacuated and so By the forth? way, I forget the woman's name, but there was a woman before all this. Lydia Th- Riley. Lydia Riley. Uh-huh. Lydia Riley's dead, guys. Yeah. Like, guaranteed. She, she, she the had woman to, who came in and yeah, saw her? because she then had to tell Irving over yeah. the phone later. Lydia Riley's dead. Again, well, because because, because Irving Irving's is gonna, going to have her killed, right? That was another instance of someone being so strict about like, what are you doing here? You don't belong here. There's chaos all <laughs> around you, and you're so concerned about her badge. It just seems so weird. And then the same thing with the security guard in the elevator with Angela. And yeah. he was just like, oh, you're like, it's almost like everyone's working overtime to make sure that things are in the proper order, even among through all this chaos. It just, I felt like those three instances... Yeah, you bring up a good point. Like, why is everyone so, like, 
you know, you just saw all of these things happening. Maybe she just ran into this office. That would have been my first assumption. But hers is like immediate distrust. Or yep. my, or mine was. I would have been like, yeah, I was trying to get away from these guys. And yeah. Instead I, of- I stole this guy's badge because there's a riot outside. Exactly. Granted, she didn't say that. No. But but the fact the all just the suspiciousness yeah, yeah. I was I feel like it's a point I under but I also understand the suspiciousness in that moment of like trust no if that happened in Super my deep end it, it's it, kind of like when I don't know if this is like Inception or when like the people like in the dream or in the simulation realize that something's off and they start turning on like the you know what I mean the person that's not supposed mm-hmm. to be there do you know what I'm talking about yeah, yeah. boycott seventy eight says the most secure area of the building restricted access only of course you would know who belongs there maybe that's a part of it maybe only twelve people have access to that room right in so, the middle of the chaos why are you so concerned with that I don't though? know because well, um, maybe 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 Lydia knows some stuff that we need to get it. <laughs> I'm I'm more concerned with Irving and Angela's exchange. Where she asked if everyone is going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, and I think Hello Friend uh, spoke about it too, because now, she, you know, the reason we're doing this is for the greater good. You know, like you, you brought up the fact of maybe White Rose having an ability rectify, to rectify Angela's past. But what I'm wondering is, is her conscience going to weigh on her? Because is it worth the cost of the people of today? Because she asked Irving, are the people going to be okay in that building? And do you think they will survive if they go through with stage two? Do you think there are people still in that building? Do you think they evacuated people? No, absolutely not. So I also think Irving will tell her what well, she what needs to hear, similar call? to what he told Tyrell last Yeah, you're week. on a need-to-know basis. Do you basis, think Elliot's or? call could have made a difference, though? Because he called and said there's a bomb in your building. You guys need to evacuate. Hopefully. But this seems like a very chaotic day that I, you can't speak to it either way. Because if I got a call from that building... That that building was overrun by protesters or well, by I mean, a terrorist, or, pretty much by a terrorist organization. So then I would want to evacuate. I would actually take it more seriously. I, I people take it seriously yeah, no matter exactly. what. They always do. They always go on the side of caution as opposed to the yeah. Sa- the save the cat level of storytelling would tell me to evacuate those people. Um, One thing I wanted to note that I thought was interesting is that they used real news logos throughout the episode. I like the CNN reporter. The C- like, <laughs> putting like this perfect There's shot life on camera. Mars. Yeah, life, yeah, on, you, life on Mars. No, no, there's there's water on Mars. Which equals life. Yeah. And if, I don't know if you guys read the ticker too. There was like that's what we're talking about. Yeah, 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 as well. yeah. They had the New York one, like in that like I don't know. I, it just made me think like wow, like it just makes you feel like it's so real because you normally they'll change it to like a fake news yeah. brand yeah, or yeah. something. And then the CNN logo was just on there so long as she's doing the report. It was just like when you're when you're when you're a bomb show, people want to be a part of it. I feel <laughs> like that's like real like real real a red red wheelbarrow barbecue. Yep. I'm, it's cold in here, but I am wearing the shirt. Um, where do we want to go from here? Um, First I'll, off, the the uh, Angela in the room, and then the overhead shot. The overhead that shot goes over that the building. It goes literally over the building, and it comes like, back in. Some of these camera moves. Also, there was a camera move where she was. It was like a video game style shot where we were practically over her head, like a like an old like a GTA three shot. I guess I would call it. Or like, or like really a what cool. a, like a Kari Warriors. Yes. Okay. okay. After the episode aired, they um, had a little bit of an after show, and they brought in Sam Esmail, and he talked about that shot. Yeah. Mm. Um, and he said, like, he wanted to purposely switch the perspective of, like, you know, this is her, and then, like, all of the stuff that she's part of, just to see, like, you know, this one little person. Yeah. She's still, like, a small factor in all of it, because when you see all of the people outside, um, it's just a small part of the picture. I thought that was yeah. interesting. So, she... 
has the package. She yes. runs to a different floor. Don't tell me. Don't ask me which floor. She runs, she avoids death really by wearing a Mr. Robot mask that had already been, uh, that, been that had been maced and she's already been yeah, maced. gagging. Now before she gets into that elevator, we have a still. All right, everyone's been talking about this still all day. Is it a spoiler or not? It's not a spoiler. It's not a spoiler. It happened spoiler. on the episode we're talking about. If you haven't seen this episode, you shouldn't be listening to us yet. Okay. So let's take a look. This still, what we can see here, that's that's Angela in the maced Mr. Robot mask. That is Elliot behind her. Is it? Yep. That is it Elliot. It looks like him, right? That is Elliot behind her, running back into the room. <laughs> Check out Rick's face. <laughs> that's his backpack. Those are his kicks. I that didn't is- catch this. It wasn't until people pointed it out online because I was so into the mask. Because the mask is creepy, especially I, with the. I remember seeing someone mace. running in the background. And instead of pausing it then, I was like, I'm too invested in this episode. I'll look again later. Yeah. But the the intent in which he runs, the backpack, the, the height, hair, the hair, the hoodie. It's great hair. It's highly <laughs> unlikely that that isn't Elliot. I agree. Well, because didn't we see most of the time when the rioters were in the building, everybody was more like Angela with the hoods over their head. Yeah. At any at any given time. Okay. Correct. So the fact that, yeah, definitely in this picture, there is a person there without the the hood on. See, now this goes back to what we were talking about, f- about 15 minutes ago, where we went away from Elliot to Angela. Mm-hmm. So this is what gave Elliot time to go up and take care of what Angela did. Yeah. Well, so possibly or Mr. undoing it. Or is that Mr. Exactly. Robot? And undoing it. No, because Mr. Robot wants it to be done. He wouldn't have any need to run into that room. Right. He wouldn't want to be in this building. It would be Elliot. So, let us know. Let us know in the comments. I'm seeing a couple hundred percents and yeses in the chat already. Yeah. Let us know if you have a theory that I mean, this is 100% we know that not Elliot. Oh, yeah, wait, wait, wait. Oh, sorry to interrupt, guys. No, Jay Becker brought up a great thing. Tear gas. Uh-huh. Right. How is he okay, you know, without running... Well, I mean, no one else has masks on, but I mean... What do you mean tear mask or tear gas? Oh, it, it could have disper- it could have like kind of settled a little bit maybe. And okay. the tear or maybe, gas was, or maybe that's what he's running through. Yeah, okay. possibly the tear gas was downstairs. There's now, yeah, I don't remember it. I just want to point out how good this show is. We're grabbing a still from the episode <laughs> and debating it for five minutes. The episode well, was amazing. It was. I mean, we know he ends up back in the building. From the last time we saw him, by the time the episode ends. So even if you didn't catch this, your question would still be... He's running back into the room... To undo. To to either undo what Angela did, or... Because he knows she betrayed him. Or realize he can't. That's the consensus. He either ran into that room to realize that he... He either ran into that room to try to undo whatever she did, or he ran into that room and realized he couldn't. Now he has to face her. And face her betrayal. Well, my thought is here is why isn't he, in either one of those scenarios, running towards the elevator? Because he doesn't... Cause he, he, wa- I, he wants to stop the building from being blown up. And to stop the building from being blown up, you'd have to go into that room. More importantly... Is that in the direction of the room? Yeah. I feel like it's the opposite way. No, no, way. that's the direction of the room she came from. Okay. Either way, the fact that that figure exists... By the way, do you guys, <laughs> do you guys see like the weird furniture that looks like it has the USA logo? Is that... Nah, <laughs> no, no, no. You know, I'm just kidding. I want to bring up one last thing. What was in that package for Angela? Okay, well, it, was, it was meant for Elliot, right? Yep. The, the package she got in the beginning or at the at, end? At the at end. The end. Okay. Where she starts, to, oh. she's visibly, visibly shaking, almost to the point of like seven. She yeah. never opened it. Did she? Didn't? 
No. Okay. Correct me if I'm wrong. I never she saw her open actually it. open it. Oh, okay. Okay. Am I the only one? Who, am I the only one who thinks it's just a pulled pork sandwich? Well, I mean, the guy be. was the guy was it's, eating like a burger though. It's lunchtime. And in the very beginning of the episode, day. she was like, "Elliot, we lunch. should get lunch." That's where we Could start. Could have easily been. We start Elliot and Angela saying we should get lunch. We end Angela and Elliot, and she's holding a red wheelbarrow cafe bag. If you call that just for, I think it's it's fantastic because, because Sam Esmail always keeps us off balance. And if we open that episode and they open the bag and it is a sandwich, well, yeah, she wanted lunch. You know, yeah. because we're thinking it's going to be something so heavy. It's going to be Gwyneth Paltrow's head from Seven. Two sandwiches. <laughs> well, hey, you know what? It is. It is a uh, two McRibs for five dollars this month. So that is. Don't tell me that. I'll I go saw. Eat um, I saw some people point this out online. So the guy in the hazmat suit eating the burger. So we've seen him before uh-huh. in previous seasons. He was there when Elliot first meets um, White Rose, and then he, I guess he was there in the second season as well. I don't remember this, but someone said it was like maybe when he reencounters Tyrell. So yeah. he's there. He's a dark army guy. In the vi- no, but he. I feel like he must be important because he's there in significant moments. You know, I don't. I feel like there's something to this person. The guy in the hazmat suit eating the burger. Because it's very specific that it's this person who's always in these pivotal moments. I wouldn't be shocked if the bag is literally it's MacGuffin. It's literally two it's literally two pulled pork sandwiches. I hope and it then is. this guy who's been proven as important has the exposition to tell us what we're doing to move forward. <laughs> Not to mention Angela and Elliot are gonna like scream at each other for like a really long time. Right. Before this guy's ever gonna get a chance to be like, by the way, we need to get out of this building and go to this building to watch if this building get blown up. By the way, there are people in it. By the way, there are people in it. Remember the cause. Yeah. That's what I that's what I think is about to happen. Do we have anything to say about the episode before we all um recklessly abandon we we rec- recklessly speculate. Did it feel different? We had a different writer this week as well. Yes, Cor Adana and Adana and I forget who else. The it wasn't Sam Esmail. And then last week too, was, uh, I forget it was just, but it wasn't Sam Esmail writing the episode. Did we see? Was there any difference in the style and just in the writing that we noticed? That's that's one thing I thought interesting because it just seems the last two weeks have seen a little more kinetic. Yeah. There's a little, there's a little more snap to the episodes. Not, not. I think the other episodes are more self-reflective. They're really internal. We're really, you know, just unearthing the the depths of the psychology of Elliot. And these last two have just been, bam. Well, maybe yep. it's because like their episodes like four and five to kind of move move the story forward because we took episode two. Wait, episode two, right? Was it episode two that was the Terrell episode? Three. Might have been. Three. Yeah, episode three that took so much back time mm-hmm. so to kind of speed things up a little bit. Um, I thought this episode, not that much dialogue, but the dialogue it did have was really good. I felt like it was, there was so many things that Elliot said that I felt like had so many different meanings. Um, even in the very beginning when he's like, um, I wish I could see me through your eyes. Don't you wish <laughs> you could see yourself? I don't know. He, there was just so many different things he said. And then at the very end when, you know, he's facing Angela and he's just like, is there something you want to tell me? I feel like there's just so many layers behind everything he's saying. Um, so, yeah, I, I loved the writing this episode. I thought it was fantastic. Are we ready? Predicciones, huh? Yep. And now, you're after Buzz TV. <sighs> So, Dom, FBI, they're going to have their hands full. Because I don't know if you noticed, but some protesters that are also a terrorist group linked to Iran just stormed a building and killed people. For the most part, like, probably killed people. 
Oh yeah, the security guy got he he got he got he got bashed in. He got bashed in. There were yeah. a couple people that we saw like literally getting like bashed in the head. That like right. there has to be at least one fatality, if not dozens, yeah. in this in what went down. Do we think Dom is the lead investigator on such a thing from the FBI? Do we think it's beyond the FBI before the FBI? Where, where do we think we see the aftermath of this, or do we think stage two, as in blowing up a building with people in it, yeah. supersedes what would be considered a big deal? I think that's any other exactly day? what's going to happen because even in the preview, you see Dom saying "what attack." I feel like they're not even going to have time to really go into this because the next big thing is about to go off because it has to happen today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Good talk. <laughs> <laughs> what do we think, Angela and Elliot are going to talk about? Do we think Elliot, because Elliot's been super aggressive this episode, more so than he's been this whole series, mm-hmm. do we think we're going to get a lot of Elliot calling out Angela on double-crossing him, on taking advantage of his what we would call a mental illness? I feel like it's going to be similar to his exchange with Darlene. Like he's like, And yeah, you're right. He was very aggressive in that scene, but I feel like it's because it's all coming on him at once. Like he's realizing again, people he trusted, he's known his whole life and everyone's been keeping something from him. He really doesn't know who to trust at all. Especially with Angela. Um, she was, she was everything to him. You know, that's what I, I she's I, like I, the love interest. And so like, it's, it's different if the, like your sister or your yeah. brother betray you on some end, as opposed to the love interest and best friend. I yeah. Like she's both. Yeah. No, I think that her, and her betrayal is worse. Absolutely. Because, because Darlene is trying to help whereas Angela and we don't know what Angela knows and even then that could have been corrupted memory by White Rose what what it is moving forward but from what we understand Darlene is at the very least like no I believed you now I believed you now I realized I'm hurting people I don't want to do this anymore and then is trying their best to help um, I feel like even though we definitely see that Darlene's is a lesser of a betrayal, I don't know if Elliot's going to see it that way because, again, he doesn't know how much information or how much stuff has been going on behind the scenes. Um, so Irving said something to uh, Angela in this episode. He was like, we just lit the fuse. We can't control the explosion. Yeah. And I feel like that parallels so many different instances. Elliot, for example, starting the whole nine, you know, the, the five hack. Nine the 5-9 hack. And then, I mean, and since she's probably... Angela's probably where Darlene was in the first season. Like, she doesn't think anyone's going to get hurt. Or Mm -hmm. at least that's not what was her intention going in. But, you know, things are just, like, again, exploding. The ramifications of her decisions. Yeah, absolutely. My thing is still from last week. Is Darlene alive? You you think she's going to die? You think she died in this kerfuffle outside? I don't know. There's a, a a lot of things swirling around that... And this is going to go off the deep end. Send your hate mail to me. Bring right. it. Yes, it's my turn on this one, huh? Um, that as of last week, we kept on seeing for a while now that Darlene's in trouble. There's signs that Darlene, whenever you're around red, she was going to take that flight to Budapest. All this stuff going on. She was supposed to leave, disappear. And people have speculated that maybe somehow in this three-day gap, this is where Darlene actually may have disappeared or died. And this, is just a ma- this episode was Elliot's manifestation of Darlene. Hmm. Whoa. Yeah, yeah that's real that's deep, man. <laughs> also, it's possible, and I didn't really cover, I didn't really catch it until, like, probably this morning. Someone else has Darlene's ID. Yeah. Someone stole Darlene. the subway. Someone, oh, someone yeah. stole Darlene's wallet, and she only wanted the picture. She let them keep the wallet. 
So if she has credit cards or an ID or anything in there and she's a good enough thief, or she's a thief that's going to use everything in the wallet, there's a good chance they're going to nab her and not realize it isn't Darlene. See, plus, I don't know. I don't quite like that theory, only because in a season to kill off Terrell's wife early on and then to kill another main character... It seems it seems like Game of Thrones. But I think mm. they're going to do that. And even some people pointed out the fact that she just told Elliot about the FBI. It's almost like we're kind of putting a bow on everything outstanding with her. Well, like think she about could this. die now and it'll be uh-huh. clean. Last week, why would she have to come back to talk to Elliot on today's on the, the this past episode? As the week before, she left that family photo in his apartment, and just took off. That guilt. was saying goodbye. That's guilt. Very true. Miss like just trying to like changed her mind to... and came back. Yeah. Okay. Or I, I do. I feel that like happens, which you happens. could. There, there could be note, something there to your theory. Or there's a note on the Polaroid that Mr. Robot saw that Elliot didn't see. There's the Lost Weekend is what makes this whole episode so intriguing because we're like really, we really think we know. We really don't. They should have an app for this and call it Mr. Robot's Lost Lost Weekend. <laughs> like another side story. There you go. The Lost Weekend. Um. So. Sam Esmail did confirm this week that somebody somewhere on the subreddit mm-hmm. has a theory, has a theory that's dead on. So if you go to our Mr. Robot, something on Fifth our Mr. All of something the on our Mr. Robot about theory. this season, specifically about our twist, because he keeps talking about what the twist of the season is. Now, what I said about corruptible memory, that happened eight hours ago. And Sam Esmail said this before that. I think he also said, he said someone has it right on, but there's something else that no one's caught. I have heard that, too. I so thought that was for the overall series, I thought. Because he's been saying that for well, every he season. Said, I think it's this season because he said they've been putting clues for mm-hmm. the other thing that nobody's caught yet. I just thought it was interesting that he's on Reddit, like, reading pub. People's stuff. I thought that was pretty awesome. Well, I think that's really awesome. <laughs> let's turn it to the chat roll. What do you think it is? Yeah. Turn it to the chat roll. Comments. Guys, chat roll comments. And comments. Give us yep. links. Give and, us links within and the subreddit. Thumbs up. Of course, thumbs up. But like, give us links to stuff in the subreddit. Um, I'm trying to think. I want to suss out the corrupted memory thought a little more. Hypothetically, let's say White Rose's plan is to devalue the U.S. dollar, destroy the U.S. economy, devalue and destroy Bitcoin. Also, we go back to the gold standard, so he can, because now that he owns the Congo, he can mine a bunch of gold in the Congo. Right. And he also wants to destroy all paper records, so he can control literally memories, in the sense that he can plant false memories... And there will be no Wikipedia, well-cited Wikipedia that will actually change their mind. So by the Mandela effect and corrupted memory, it actually means that White Rose has decided if we delete all the paper memory, if we delete all of the paper proof of things that have happened and existed, and then just have people rely on what the internet says, I can change what the internet says and plant false memories. Like Wikipedia. Kind of like Wikipedia, but like you can eventually, there are other sources. And then if that happens, though, then essentially what Elliot did, which was convince E Corp to go completely digital, he essentially played into what White Rose wanted unintentionally, right? Because his whole thing was all all the paper ones will eventually get blown up; they'll lose all their data. But if they back everything up just like digitally, it would be better. But not um, in this situation. No, no, yeah, because White Rose over time would eventually be able to. That's go That's what in, they wanted. Would eventually be able to go in and delete them easier because they're digital. 
It's the paper copy that you actually need to get all the papers in one place and then destroy that building. I, this is as far as I've thought the theory through, but I think there's something to be said about a messiah complex in White Rose, thinking I can change everyone's mind and by that corrupt their data, corrupt their memory, and allow them... I don't know, it's a theory, guys. It's a, it's a really <laughs> rough theory, but there's something to be said about White Rose feeling like that she can literally control the world by controlling the currency and the information. Okay. Stranger yeah. theories have been said on this show. That one's kind of tame. Do we well, have I mean, any... well, I mean, we're at mid-season now, too, so, oh, yeah. right? Like, there's like ten episodes this season. So what are your thoughts of the season so far, then? We're at halfway point. I'm digging it. Yeah, it's I'm really amazing. digging the pace. The lo- I'm loving the I'm loving everything about it's it. It's still so on point. I feel like they've found new ways to be creative, which I think is amazing. I'm waiting for Terrell to go batshit when he finds out oh, that gonna. Um, when his wife's dead and his kid is sort of a theory or sort of a prediction. Not, I feel like it's an obvious one, but so like in this episode, we saw that guy um, on one of the news reports, Talking Head, talking about how yeah, yeah. this is why we need Trump. Um, you know, because what just happened with Congo and China, but I. I feel like it is going to unfold. Like, maybe the show will show Trump getting elected, mm-hmm. just like in real life, and then how White Rose is, I don't know, possibly pulling some stuff there. But that's, I feel like it's an indication of it. It's still kind of following, mirroring real life, but through different, you know, a um, couple of different stuff. I actually read something today that was also kind of cool that was, this is actually, at the end of the whole series, this is Sam Esmail telling us what actually happened, kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That like this, ha- like the five nine attack happened, and we don't remember it because oh, White, cool. White Rose. <laughs> that Rose, would be crazy. Because White Rose doesn't want us to remember. I it. like that. So then we're not really real when yeah. you guys say that. It's all I think part of it. This show reminds me a lot of another show I love called The Leftovers, and it reminds me of what it is when a really good showrunner decides to play God. This character gets to live. This character gets to that gets to die. You don't get to know this. You get to know that. That is actually not this. I think the whole answer of the entire series lies within the first few lines of the very first episode, and I'll leave it at that. Well, remind me what they are. Hello, friend. Mm. Yeah, it's. I don't. Know. We're all waiting for a twist. The twist usually comes episode eight or nine, eight. I think episode eight, the twist usually comes. Well, it depends because like the last couple seasons haven't been. They've been a little, the episodes have been a little bit longer. Yeah, last season was twelve episodes, yeah. and the reveal I think was like in seven, and then season one it was eight, and yes. it was ten episodes. So it's towards the end. This season is ten. This season's ten. This season's ten. I think I read it will end on December thirteenth. Okay. Yeah. I buy it. I dig it. Um, thank you guys so much for joining us. This is a lot of fun. We got a lot. So fun. Everything's going down. Uh, Too much just, stuff to dissect. I think we did a pretty good job. I'm not going to say we're the best. I'm saying we're one of the after shows. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> We're all, a, we're all a hive mind. There we go. I dig it. Yeah. JC, where can the people find you on Twitter? You can find me at TV. And a quick shout out to everyone in the chat roll. I'm talking about Ace, was Ace Sky Knight, Ace. Joe Johnson, of course, Hello Friend, Jay Becker, all of you. Join the party next week. We'll see ya. All righty. And I am Leslie. You can catch me on Twitter and Instagram at LeslieTheFace. Hey guys, and you can find me on all social media at Rick Kong, R C K H U N G, and Sunday, 7 Pacific Standard Time, 7 o'clock with uh, this guy covering Netflix news. And I'm Steve Kaufman. You can find me on Twitter almost exclusively at Steve Kaufman. That is K A U F M A N N. You can also go to thesoberyear.com. It's a blog I'm doing about my sobriety. Um, goodbye, friend, and good night.
from executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff. We would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. This, this is what democracy looks like. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. After Buzz TV, after Buzz TV, after Buzz TV.